Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. This week, we're continuing to look at what I've called what we're not saying. And with this, we've been really talking about a lot the last two days about the Holy Roman Empire. And, I won't, and yesterday we finished up talking about a theocracy because that's really what that comes down to. Now, if you would, a theocracy is where God, depending on what religion you are, so uh, in a theocracy, the, the God of that uh, nation, if you would, that those people believe in, then they, that God dictates to its people through the religious leadership. Now, if you would, some examples of this is some of the Islamic nations, particularly Iran. You know, Iran, uh, you know, back, uh, back in the late 70s, early 80s, there was a lot of uh, conflict between Iran and the United States. And their, their most famous leader was the Ayatollah Khomeini. Uh, he was a religious leader, and the government is subjected to the religious board, let's call it. And at that point, Khomeini was the leader of that religious group that was over it. And so if the government passed anything that the Ayatollah did not approve of, then the government had to change it. Well, they are still under that form of government. Now, you see, at that point, again, <laughs> church and state, they have their religious leaders as the head of the state. And Ayatollah is the leader. Ayatollah Khomeini was the leader during that time. He's, he was in power when um, they took the American hostages and so forth. And he... He functioned uh, more like a king. It uh, more power than, let's say, King Charles in England, but still having somewhat of a uh, of a constitution. But it's under the direction of the religious leaders. And you see, with that, that is what constitutes a theocracy. We are not saying, nor are we advocating a theocracy. We're not saying that there should be a panel of church leaders up here that if the president, Congress, and, and uh, the Supreme Court do something, that this group here can overturn it and change it. No, 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 no. Again, Church government, civil government is not under the jurisdiction of church government. They're separate. 
they're separate. Civil government has its own head. Our government heads up in the president. We have two houses of Congress. We have the Supreme Court, those three branches. And there is no religious system that is monitoring it and having final say. If it was, that would be a theocracy. We're not advocating a theocracy in any way, shape, or form. For we fully believe what the Word of God says that, and, and let me go ahead and read this text here, um, Matthew 16, 18. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, my ecclesia, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He says, I will build my church. It has a jurisdiction. What you bind is bound. What you loose is loosed. It has a jurisdiction. He said, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. Having the keys means you have right of access. You, can, you have the right to lock up. If you would, the church has its jurisdiction. But so does self-government, family government, and civil government. They each have their jurisdiction. Now, ultimately, what we're talking about here in not having a theocracy, not having a church panel or a set of religious leaders that are over top of everything that have to give the final yay or nay on what government does, that is the true separation of church and state. That's the true separation of church and state, that the church is not the head of the government, which that's why the First Amendment says Congress shall pass no law establishing religion. Because if it established a religion, then it has basically put those religious leaders in a position of say-so over everybody. No establishment. Again, that doesn't mean that, you, that if you allow somebody to pray that you've established religion. No, as long as they get to decide who they pray to. You haven't dictated it as long as that is their preference. That is their choice. Their, their self-government rights are still intact. That if they want to pray to, uh, to Jesus, to the Father, then they can. If, if, they, if they want to pray to a tree, they can. That is the true separation of church and state because that is leaving who they decided to pray to within their own jurisdiction, not civil government taking it and not church government taking it, not church saying you can only pray in the name of Jesus. You can only pray to Allah. You can only pray you know, in, in the Hindu form. No. Anytime church 
or government dictates something like that, then they're violating self-government. They're violating even family government at that point because they have taken on the role of establishing everyone's faith. You see, now I'm a Christian. I'm a pastor. And I, I certainly advocate for everybody to receive Jesus. I believe everybody needs to. But, uh, you know, going back to the Holy Roman Empire, unlike the Inquisition and so forth, it is self-government that determines that. They have to make their own choice. Not, not by being you know, forced to do it. Now, we can compel them. We can strongly encourage. But the bottom line is they need to make a choice of their own free will. How families bring up their children needs to be within the framework of their own free will. Now, the thing of it is, there's a lot of people that I look at and I think, you, you know, and I'll, I'll just put it in the terminology that we're talking about right now, man, their self-government is horrible. <laughs> you know, they don't know what they're doing. They hurt themselves more than they help themselves. And see, now government is trying to get in there and going, well, you know, these people don't know what they're doing. We know best, so let's take away their self-government and tell them what they have to do because we know better for them anyway. Well, <laughs> that is called tyranny. Anytime you take someone else's God-given rights away, even if it's for their benefit, that is tyranny. The, the original term was actually used uh, for a political leader, Tyrannus. And the bottom line, that's where it got called tyranny because he usurped other people's rights, e even if it was, quote, for their good. And Lord, have mercy. Most of our tyrants in America today are saying it is for the people's good. We need to make this decision for people's good. That doesn't keep it from being tyrannical. And the same thing is true if the church comes along and says it. Well, they have to do this. This family has to do that. I'm not talking about to be a member, but we're, we're controlling their choices, their decisions. That's tyranny. Even if what we're saying would be for their good. The fact of forcing them to have to do that then that becomes tyrannical, even though it's for their good. We have to understand, today so many people think of tyranny as just uh, someone who is abusing people. Well, when you take their rights away, it is an abuse. But too many people, if it's actually for that person's good, well, they're not abusing them. It's actually for their good. This will help them. And there's so many people, if you would, that are starting to sign off on tyranny in the name of they'll be better off. That's not what it's about. 
It's about our unalienable rights. It's about each jurisdiction having its own territory to cover. And, and with that, a, a theocracy, again, is the one that dictates and says that, quote, their God, through the religious leaders, everybody has to conduct themselves this way. That, it's a violation of self-government. It's a violation of family government. Now, at that point, if a person chooses to adhere to it, well, that's their call. If a family chooses to adhere to it, that's their call. I, you know, I might disagree with it. I might think it's wrong. But if I if I even come on, no, you can't do it. No, that that cannot be allowed. Then I have become tyrannical because I'm taking that person's choice away. I'm taking that family's decisions away. And you see, in that sense of a theocracy, uh, there is coming a point in time where Jesus is going to reign and rule. He will. And But I don't really have time to get into all of that. But that's not where we are now. That's not where we are. And our, our, our government, especially the First Amendment, do not establish, do not prohibit. That is actually the proper biblical role of government. Would God bless you? Join us again. This program was brought to you by Victory Worship Center and World Outreach. Services Sunday, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, 200 Hammond Lane, Stanton, Virginia. To everything, there is a season, a time to plant and a time to harvest. Ecclesiastes 3.1.2 Augustus Seed is an independent, family-owned and operated seed company located in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. They provide quality seed, first-class genetics, and affordable prices. Get your seed and start planting today. Contact Augustus Seed online at AugustusSeed.com.